Mary Holm, personal finance expert, is in. She's a financial author and a journalist. She's got a great book on the topic, which would be a pretty good Christmas present, Mary. Oh, thanks, Jesse. Was it around this time last year that it came out? Yes, but it's kept on being in the, you know, good selling list. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, called Rich Enough. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A perfect gift. So, what are we talking about this year? Well, uh, this week, rather. This time last year, I got an email from a woman called Claire, and I looked at it and I thought, oh, don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> this year I got braver. So do you, do you want to read it out? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, oh, I can read it if you yeah, like. Yeah, sorry. I yeah. What Claire, I've got in Claire said is, Chris, Mary, Christmas is a time for reflection. What financial decisions have you regretted? And what would you have done differently with the benefit of hindsight? Mm. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. It's kind of like checking out the dentist's teeth and all of that. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and the barber's haircut. Yeah. And, you know, Never can, trust you, a skinny chef sort of thing. Oh, that's right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So um, it, it got me thinking about, okay, what had I you know, done right and done wrong with, with money in my own life? Yeah. Um, I'm going to cheat with the first thing I say because because Claire said, what would you have done differently with the benefit of hindsight? And anyone with the benefit of hindsight would get into the share market right mm-hmm. before it zooms up and get out of it right before it sell crashes. Sell in September 1987. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, quite. Um, and the same with the property market, of course. Get in right before the booms and get out before the prices go down again, which, you know, don't forget they do sometimes go down. Um, but I think that's cheating because we we could all look back like that. Yeah. Um, but when I th- you know, one thing that I considered doing when I was younger, and I've often thought about doing it, but I've never quite had the courage to do it, is to borrow to invest in shares mm. long term. I've heard um, you talk about that before. Yeah, it's... It's what actually um, tripped up a lot of people in the 87 crash. They had borrowed to invest in shares, and then when the share market crashed and their shares were worth nothing and they still had the debt, that was that's the <laughs> terrible thing that happens. Yeah. But over the long, long term, if you're in a share fund, a widely diversified share fund, it does go up, and they always have, and I reckon they always will in the long term. And therefore, to just I've invested in shares it, through index funds for since the 1970s, since they were actually first started in America. I was living there then and heard about them and thought, this sounds good, and it, and it was good. But I didn't ever quite have the guts to also borrow money and invest that yeah. in a share fund. And You'd need guts just um, to sit down with the bank manager and tell them that's what you were planning. Yes, or, yeah, unless you can borrow from a, a, a rich relative or something like yeah, that. Maybe. But But, no, you're quite right. I mean, bank managers would probably frown on it. But, you know, when I look back now, I... I would have had a heck of a lot more money to yeah. do whatever I because want Because you with. would have been able to leverage. Yeah, yes. Leveraging leverage? or gearing. gearing. Yeah, the, yeah, no, leveraging is just the American term for gearing. Mm. It's the same sort of thing. So that's something that, um, uh, you know, I perhaps I should have done when I was younger. Now it's getting a bit too close to the time I'm likely to spend the money to mm. do that with it because you'd want to have sort of 20 or 30 years in front of you to do something something as as gutsy or crazy as that, as that would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of other mistakes I've made. 
um, when my husband and I were living in America, he was an academic, and one of his his colleagues, who was actually an Australian bloke, but he was an expert in foreign exchange and foreign exchange trading, etc. And he always said, no, you can't really, um, it's not really worth gambling on it. And then one day he said, look, I think I've discovered a trick about how to oh, yeah. get around um, foreign exchange stuff, and I'm inviting my friends to put $10,000 into this fund that we're going to build up to to exploit this way I've found to, to beat the market, the foreign exchange market. And he did, in his defence, say to all of us, look, it's got to be money that if you lose it, you'll be okay about it. Right. You know, this is this is a gamble. And so we decided we'd go in and our ten thousand dollars turned into three thousand dollars some some years later. So so that, you know, taught me that even I mean he wasn't a con man. He genuinely thought this chap John genuinely thought it was good. Did he have but, a system? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and he was an academic and he had studied oh, yeah. all of this, you know, in, in great depth. But but that sort of taught me that you've got to be really wary, even if even if your friends are pretty sure Were you cross of what with they're them? doing. Oh, um, no. We had we had a, another beer and, and laughed about it. Because he had said to us, look, yeah. from the word go, this might happen. But, it's um, like I remember my dad yeah. came up with a system for winning at roulette. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yes, and um, no, it didn't didn't work. <laughs> Sometimes they work for a while, don't they? It was pretty and, good. I um, wonder if he'd mind me sharing it with everyone. Oh, go on, go on. I think I don't think he'll mind seeing it didn't work. <laughs> um, but the idea was that you go on with three units, whether it's three times fifty dollars or three times ten dollars yeah. or whatever, and you put it um, put a bet with one of your units on red or black. Mm. And the theory is that you will more often hit five before you'll hit zero. So oh. when you hit five, if you walk away, yes, then you'll do, do all right. Yeah, but in fact, the, that wasn't what the odds were. Were they, were they actually equal? <laughs> I can't remember or? where it fell down, but he yeah. ran a little Excel program on it and yeah. ended up losing money. So I he knew that there was something wrong with it, <laughs> yes. but he got pretty close. Yeah, yeah yes. Mm. You've got to kind of think in something like that that someone else would have... Got, got in there first, yeah. but, but you know maybe your dad is a genius, and, okay. and so let I me mean, look at his son. If anyone's um, if anyone's got a great uh, system for investing in foreign exchange, send it to Mary and I, and we'll appraise it for you. <laughs> we'll have a quick look at it. Yeah. Um, I'm and, just going to jump in. By the way, uh, yes. Mary just got a uh, news flash through. The police are saying now that bodies on Fakari White Island will be recovered tomorrow morning. That's big news, particularly after speculation over the last few days. So that news is just through. Uh, bodies on Fakari White Island will be recovered tomorrow morning, say police. We'll get you more on that as soon as we have it. Gosh, Thanks. you've got to assume that that's conditional and nothing bad happening overnight. I mean, yeah, that's, but, that's all we've got. We'll have yeah, more on the website uh, yeah. when we get it and uh, in the 4 pm bulletin. Obviously. Anyway, yes, that certainly um, sobers things up a bit here. And yeah. Um, it's been that sort of week, actually. Yeah, it sure do you know what has. I mean? It's been yes. an incredible story. Yeah. And it's, um, and it just you just you try and do a bit of your normal life and a bit of the yes. normal show and make sure that you're giving people as much information as you can when you get it. But yeah, it's been it's been yes, really that sort of week. Terribly sobering and. Mm. Yes, yes. Okay, we yes, are also anyway. hearing that there's going to be a press conference uh, at 3.30, um, so we'll get that up live for you 
uh, if we can as well. That's in about six minutes' time. Yeah. Uh, Mary, house buying. House buying. What have you yes. learned? Bought, bought, and bought eight different houses over my life. Most of the time sold and then bought again because I was moving. Five times it was because I was moving cities or countries. Mm-hmm. But um, one time we did the, you know, the, the sin of buying before we sold. <laughs> and, um, I mean, a lot of times that does happen because you're hanging out for a particular type of house yeah. and, you, and you grab it. But the trouble is that you can't always count on getting what you hoped you'd get for the one you're selling. Mm. You know, the house markets can be rocky. And that was when we lost 30% on a house, which I've told you about before. In St Helia's, in Blue Chip, Auckland suburb, um, bought it for 380, I think, and sold it for 260, something like that. Um, and that was partly, the, you know, because we'd already bought and we didn't want to be financing both houses for too long, and so we got desperate. So that's something that I've learned to try very hard not to ever do again. Um, yeah, moving on, because we haven't got a lot of time here, have we? I have vaguely considered rental property at times, and people have done very well out of it, but I've watched from the sidelines too often um, people, tenants being treated badly by landlords, landlords being treated badly by tenants, and decided I just don't want to be in the middle of that. It's... it's um, we once had a rental property because we moved from Michigan to Chicago and couldn't sell the Michigan property. Mm. Um, and so we rented it out for a while first, and it ended up being a nightmare, especially being in a different city, with with the land agent telling us that the that the tenants were leaving the house in a big mess so no one would buy it, and the tenants telling us that the land agent was treating them very yeah. badly. And you're stuck in the middle, hundreds of miles away. Um, and you've got so, to be a certain sort of person to yeah. feel that that is worth it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That was just, we were forced to do that. But, I, yeah, I'm not a rental property person, I decided in the end. was Yeah, yeah. Um, That's one, a good message too, and you'll often say that when, because those of us who don't have rental properties often feel a bit... Envious might be too strong a word, but maybe yeah. like we've sort of missed out, missed yes, the boat, you do missed watch. this great opportunity yeah, to make money and everyone else is doing it. Yep, especially in reminder. the recent boom, yeah. recent boom where, where some people have, have done extremely well. Yeah. But then, um, it's good a reminder that a landlord's life is not a very pleasant life always. No, well, no, not for me. Uh, which leads me into my next one, which is whether I should have gone in for higher paid work than journalism. <laughs> and... Um, the answer to that is no, because, I mean, in the end, you only need so much money. I've, you know, basically got enough, as, as my book title says, rich enough, or <laughs> okay, you know, not rich, but well enough. Of, um, and I love journalism and, and you know, have been tempted at times to go and do law or to go and do public relations um, and probably would have made more money, but... Um, that's okay with me, yeah. Might be too um, honest to work in public relations, Mary. Me, I don't know. Yeah, it depends. I always thought I'd quite like to do PR for a university, so yeah. where there's a lot of good stories that don't. Th- get that up. was unkind of me, actually. It was. I yes. used to, I used to be a PR myself. That's why I did, did feel you? like there I can you be. Go. Yeah. Can I just very quickly before we go? Don't worry too much about the um, clock. We are waiting on uh, the three thirty media conference, but often they're a few minutes late. So are they? We'll, I won't feel bad about cutting you off. Okay. If you, if you just, <laughs> Plow on as what normal. I wanted to say, because this is my last session for the year, is something that's got nothing to do with finance, but I'm calling it Be Terrific in Traffic. 
And there are two <laughs> things I'd love to see people do. One is let other people in. Two is pull over if cars are behind you. Because, I mean, I, I, I see that a lot. Where I live, there's a windy road and people don't pull over and it makes people so impatient that mm. they take huge risks to pass them. And so it's actually very ultimately dangerous thing Do you do. think those people, um, the slow people who have queues of traffic behind them, are the sort of people who are self-aware enough to be listening to the radio and thinking, oh, that's me, I will start changing my behaviour? Gosh, I hope so. And, I mean, I, goodness knows what's going on in their minds sometimes, but it's really... Um, it really is aggravating for everybody else, and it's not, it's not very cool. Um, but the other point is... If everyone could thank people when they do do them favours, oh, yeah. you know, give give you a wave, a beep of the horn, <clears throat> flash your lights, something like that. I mean, over Christmas, a lot of people we're not in as much hurry often as well, maybe before Christmas, but in the holidays we're not. Mm. Um, and so, let people in, and then give them a little thanks when they let you in. And we yeah. could all be, just be so much nicer to one another on the road, and it would be contagious, I reckon. Uh, this is a controversial opinion, analysis, but, um, you know, I'm not from Auckland. I'm a Hamiltonian, spent a bit of time in Wellington, so I'm not an apologist for Auckland. But I think Aucklanders are better at letting people in than they are in smaller cities. Do you? Yeah. yeah no, that's I think the only way... Yeah. that you can survive in Auckland traffic is to recognise that if someone's in the wrong lane and they're trying to get in, yes. that you should let them do it. I don't yeah. know, people might disagree with me, but I get quite a few thank yous in waves in Auckland yeah, traffic. Yeah, that's, the, that's um, the nice thing. If you are nice, people reward you. I was going down Dominion Road at Rush Hour with a friend a while back and I wasn't in a hurry and I said, let's just see how many people we can let in. And we let in about eight, <laughs> about every different intersection. <sighs> and mostly great... we got nice little waves and we we felt so happy. <laughs> It made us feel Very like good, good people. No, yeah. I like you uh, sometimes going on a tangent, Mary. So let people yeah. in, pull over if cars are behind you, and remember to uh, thank people by giving them a wave yeah. or a beep yes. or by flashing your light. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for it's your contributions to the show this year. Oh, that's, it's been neat, Jesse. Yeah. And, and everybody go out there and have some fun and be nice to the other drivers. Um, Mary Holm is our personal finance expert. Uh, she's been a big part of the show over the last few years, and she's in every second Thursday.